and we say good morning to our Facebook viewers this morning. Welcome to the program. You know, every day we get, uh, well, we wait for the numbers of new cases and just to reiterate that today that number is 222, which is good news. But sadly, also the number of deaths and today that number is 17. It's uh, not quite so straightforward when we have to try and find numbers of people who have recovered or who are recovering, not in hospital, but at home. And one of the hundreds of healthcare workers infected and now recovering is Daniel Collins. He's a nurse from the Royal Melbourne Hospital who had COVID-19. Daniel, welcome to the program. Good morning, Ali. Thanks for having me. How are you? Um, I'm doing a lot better, honestly. I've still got a bit of a cough and a tickle in my throat, but I can't really shake and I can't smell anything um, and a little bit of lost taste. But otherwise, I'm pretty much back to normal, which is great. It, it, well, it's fantastic for you. Uh, you made a really um, very powerful social media video just when you were first diagnosed. We're just going to play a little bit of that to remind people. You don't want COVID. I've, some of the symptoms that I have, I've got a cough, intermittent fever, sore throat, lost my smell, I've lost my taste. And then there's also the worry of chronic health conditions. Um, clots can form as part of COVID and they could go to my heart, could go to my lungs and I could get a heart attack or a stroke. Um, and so right now I'm day six and Around that time is when all of this stuff can start to happen. It's when my lungs can start to get inflamed. Daniel Collins speaking there. Daniel, this was, you were speaking, I think, on around the 8th of August, around 10 days ago? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Tell us from, from then to now, how, you know, how has that journey been? And I guess we should point out, for those on Facebook, they'll know, for others who are just listening to your voice, you're really young. I am, yeah. So I'm 24 at my birthday during isolation. Oh, gosh. Yeah, which was an experience. Um, but I think the thing that initially started with COVID is the symptoms weren't too bad. Um, so initially it was just a bit of a cough and a bit of... I started losing my taste and my smell. And then a little bit, like, low-grade fevers. Um, it was really around day seven, eight, nine that I did start to get quite unwell and it was just a slow progression of deterioration um, and so I was getting really short of breath or and so I was walking to the door and my heart rate was getting up to 140 and I was needing a few minutes just to regain um, my breath which is really just not common for me because I'm quite a fit young person as well um, and yeah my oxygen saturation which is Something that we can measure um, the oxygen in the bloodstream that was that was dropping off as well. It was quite worrying for quite a while. Yeah. And Daniel, you obviously you do sound a lot better than you did uh, ten days ago, but you're not completely over it, are you? No, no. So still getting quite a lot of fatigue, which is a symptom post COVID. Um, and then it's yeah, I've got a, like yeah, I'm just not fully recovered yet. Um, definitely don't feel 100%. So what what happens here? What 
happens here here on for you? Do you? I know that before uh, you were diagnosed, you were very heavily involved in door knocking. You worked uh, in the high rise flats in Flemington and North Melbourne. Um, are you going to go back to work? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had to take it easy. So I've had um, I've been just resting mainly post COVID and coming out of the hotel isolation. Um, because it is important that you rest your body and that you can recover fully. Um, <clears throat> but I'm scheduled to go back to work on the 21st. So That's yeah. only three days away. Yeah, that's only three days away. So um, work's been great, honestly, so they're happy to do intermittent rosters so that I can have a couple of days off between shifts or if I don't feel like I'm going to be up to it, they're happy to push it back a little bit. So. And, and do you need to test clear before you go back to work? No, so that's something that I didn't actually know either. So basically how it works is once you get to day 10 of having COVID, you have to be symptom-free for three days um, and then you can get cleared of COVID. So basically the way that it was explained to me is that the virus will still be inside of you but it won't be active and so you won't be infectious. So, if you're so you not might having... test positive, but you're, you wouldn't spread it. Exactly. So that's when you'd get a false positive, which would then, um, yeah, just be negligible, really. But you, you're, you don't, I said you sound better, but you don't sound symptom-free by any stretch. Yeah, so basically I've got a bit of a cough, and so they classify the cough as not a symptom, which might sound a little bit funny, but basically because of COVID and the irritation that it causes on the lungs, um, it does take a little bit of time. It can take up to three weeks for the inflammation of the lungs to clear up. So they say that that could last around for three weeks, but otherwise, as far as symptoms go, um, I think they're more concerned about high fevers, the shortness of breath, um, and then, say, any... GI upset or anything like that. I, I should tell you that uh, if you you may you may have seen it yourself, but uh, Danapol from Facebook is saying that uh, you sound like you need a Korean radish soup with some beef mince. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. I'm assuming a fair whack of garlic in there as well. <laughs> yeah, well, so I can taste it. That would help. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, do you expect to have any lasting um, ramifications of this? Uh, look, I'm not sure. Um, so I think I still need to get an ECG because my heart rate was getting pretty quick just as well with that shortness of breath. Um, so it was getting up to about 140 and there is lasting cardiac complications that can occur. Um, and then also respiratory, so I'll probably need to do an ECG just to look if there was any... Uh, sorry, not an ECG, a chest X-ray just to see if there was any um, like lung changes... Um, and then, who knows, there's still a lot of unknowns um, while treating the chronic condition um, because it, well, it really only developed in February, January. Mm. So and also I, unknowns yeah. with different age groups as well. I mean, no doubt they'll track you because you're a you're one age group just as they track other age groups to see the, the, the longer-term impacts are probably different. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, I mean, just having COVID, it really knocked me around. And I have looked after elderly people or young people even in critical conditions. Um, 
And I can't imagine what it would be like if you imagine what it would be like if you had other chronic health conditions on top of COVID, um, just because how it knocks me around, honestly. Yeah. Daniel, look, thanks for sharing with us. And it's, it's interesting to hear from someone, you know, we report these numbers, but of course, every single one of these numbers has a face and a story behind it. So thank you very much for talking to us. And we wish you all the best. I don't reckon you're going to be back on the job in three days time, but you know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you Wishful take, thinking. You take care. <laughs> Thank you so much. Daniel Collins there, a nurse, an ICU nurse who had COVID-19 and is still recovering. We say goodbye to our, our viewers on Facebook now. Virginia will join you again tomorrow. And let's get a look at what's going on on the weather front with Richard Russell, Senior Forecaster on duty at the Bureau.